Well, hello, Mr. John Hatfield. How are you on this fine hump day? I'm amazing, Rhonda. How about yourself? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for stepping in. As you know, Jules is out roaming the country, helping dental offices and their assistants be better. And uh, we couldn't think of a more suitable replacement for her than Mr. John Hatfield himself. <laughs> well, I will uh, I'll certainly try and fill those uh, awfully big shoes of Jules, but uh, you know, I'll see what I can do. And if you guys don't know, John Hatfield is actually one of the administrators on the Dental Assistance Worldwide page and group. Uh, and so, you know, before we go into hump day, I just, I thought it would be a great opportunity for those of the assistants out there that are listening that don't exactly know a lot about the worldwide group. How was it formed? Like, where did this whole amazing um, platform come together? Uh, well, it, although I've been with, with Facebook for a while, this whole concept of groups, actually, someone just added me into this random group one day. And it was a dental assistant group. And, you know, I started reading all the stories and that just, uh, it intrigued me, that whole concept of it. So I noticed more and more that the admin of this particular group, uh, they really didn't, uh, not necessarily pay attention, but they just weren't as active as I thought someone should be on uh, as far as running a group. So uh, one day this person just happened to post, hey, I'm looking for some help. So uh, I contacted them and essentially did a phone interview. And uh, for about a year, I helped that group, helped transform that group, helped uh, build it up. And after about a year, you know, just one of those things where you kind of, uh, it's time to move on. Like I, I started to grasp different ideas I wanted to carry on myself. And so myself and another admin, uh, Teresa Callahan, we decided, hey, we're gonna form our own group and we're gonna call it Dental Assistance Worldwide because what is our goal? We want to connect all of these great dental assistants worldwide. So uh, we felt like the name had, it basically said what we wanted to do. It was very straightforward. And we felt like if everybody was searching through the dental assistance groups, you know, that assistant over in Japan that's having problems, maybe their dentist is uh, not the kindest to them. And that person in Nebraska in the United States is feeling the same way. Those people would have that connection, that instant connection. So we wanted everyone to know that, hey, maybe you're having a good day, maybe you're having a bad day, but chances are you're not having a personal day in a sense of it. I'm sure it's going on somewhere else in the world. So that is what we wanted to uh, achieve ultimately. And I feel like we're doing that. We're growing. Uh, we have about 4,300 in the group worldwide. And uh, the page, of course, is uh, over 30,000 followers. And Instagram's doing well as, as well. So, uh, you know, numbers. Just last week, we, we had a 4 million reach. So we're doing great things. Yeah. And, you know, my favorite part about the Dental Assistance Worldwide group is the fact that it's a safe place. Um, you know, over the time that I've spent in different dental assisting groups, and some, you know, have their pros and cons, but overall, it's, it, that, that word safe really resonates with me when I think of the worldwide group, because it's actually a place of positivity and positive, constructive feedback, and it's not, you know, a place where you see online where, you know, someone 
may be vulnerable and post about a struggle that they're having instead of being met with negative thoughts or people, you know, kind of just being mean, <laughs> you actually get constructive criticism on how to, how to rectify whatever situation it is that you've exposed yourself as having a problem with. And, and I, I, that is, that is my absolute favorite part about that group. I, I couldn't agree more because when I see some of the other groups, you know, they might only have one admin and 10, 15,000 members. I mean, how do you monitor that? One of the things that I wanted to set aside right away is you want to essentially treat it like a daycare in a sense of you need at least one adult, you know, per so many kids. So this way, all of us uh, admin members, so currently we have five admin members. So what's great is, and, and of course we're spread out across the United States as well, but what's really great is, okay, maybe uh, one person on the East Coast is going to bed, but maybe there's a person who needs something from an admin team member, and guess what, that other person on the West Coast they're still up. They're still fielding messages. And, you know, there's so much work that goes into being an admin team member. So uh, you're absolutely right as far as, you know, we're constantly doing phone calls with each other and messaging each other. We have a group text set up to make sure that, hey, something's going on in the group. Like, you know, we, we should probably step in and at least let them know, hey, we're watching this or, hey, that's completely uncalled for. Like, I feel like our, our rules, our commandments are, are set up and you know, they're pretty straightforward, but every once in a while you'll find someone that thinks that they might have a loophole or an argument. And right away, you're like, listen, we don't, we don't tolerate that here. We, we do not tolerate bullying. And to the point where I've had people message me before, because I've stepped in and, you know, someone who is a complete bully, all of a sudden, you know, messaging me, calling me the bully. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Not everybody's going to like you, but I, th I feel like if you, if your goal is to help people start their day off positively and of course find that safe place and get those people into the group where they, they feel great about it. They feel great obviously about our career, you know, which is constantly something that people doubt. And, you know, you, you see people in the groups all the time. They want to walk away from it. Uh, the pay is not good. They're treated poorly, whatever it is. But then you have those people who are like, hey, hang in there. You know, it will get better. You know, here's some things that I do, you know, and maybe from my experience or your experience, Rhonda, maybe if someone messages us personally and we recommend one thing, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. But if they're reading all these different ideas and they're saying, you know what, this person, this Lori, this Amanda, this Kimberly, these people I can resonate with. I feel like I'm going to take their advice. You know, that's what's great. And of course, you know, maybe the assistant in New Zealand, she finds someone on here from New Zealand that can relate to that. Because obviously, a lot of these topics we cannot relate to because of the difference in the laws. United States, Canada, um, Australia. We read so many different things. And, and there's times where you want to jump in and say, no, 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 that's not how it is. But then, of course, you read, oh, this person's over there in China. I don't know the laws in China, you know. But guess what? Because we're connected, there's somebody else in China who can certainly help out.
Yeah. No, it's amazing. It's, um, and, and it's the little stuff. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was the, it was somebody was struggling with keeping the trays in their, um, mid mark, you know, without getting the brown spots. And there was like a hundred different comments on there on how to get the brown spots off of the trays in the mid mark. And, you know, like, and they were like the barkeepers, oh, what kind of barkeepers? Oh, it's the, the race kind. And then we're showing pictures and it was just, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that makes you happy at your job every day. Because if you find a hurdle, you know, you have a safe community that's going to help you solve a problem at no cost just to be there to be supportive. And, uh, I just, I love everything about it. I really do. I think, um, you know, if, if this platform, if the, the group had been there when I was starting out as a dental assistant, I don't think I would have spent the majority of my afternoons crying on my way home from work. <laughs> well, not just that, but today's dental assistant and you, if you think, if you really break it down, today's dental assistant, essentially because of the access to, you know, some of us who have 10, 15, 20 years experience and they can just immediately go into the group and post, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? They actually have more experience because I only wish that things I struggled with early on that I could have asked a group of people from all over versus just asking the two or three girls in my office that, you know, they were kind of set in their own ways of how things worked. So when you think about that, you know, okay, yeah, maybe you're only working for eight months, like right out of school, but if you're coming home and you're putting in the time or you're on your lunch and you're putting in time, reading about techniques, watching the YouTube videos that people suggest, um, you know, asking people questions, your experience and your value is only going up being in a positive group like this. Now, if you're in one of these groups where people are just arguing and bitching about patients, you know, that obviously is going to reflect when it comes time for uh, work and uh, performance reviews. But if you are really taking advantage of what is there to offer you right now, you know, there's no reason why you can't use those things to your advantage when you're trying to negotiate salaries and raises because it doesn't matter if you've been assisting for eight months, 10 years, 20 years. I've been assisting 20 plus and I still learn new things every day. And one of the most simple, when you say simple, Rhonda, you know what I think about is somebody posted once mylar strips. Mylar strips drive me crazy. I'm always looking for them, trying to figure out where they're at. Someone posted that they dot their mylar strip with a Sharpie as soon as they throw it on the tray. I do that every time now. And what's great is I work with residents. So every time I get a new resident, they see that. And guess what? That's just spreading. It's spreading the fire because now I work with four new residents a year. And what are they going to do when they go into their next practice? Because they think it's such a genius idea. You know, they're going to take it with them because they're going to like, hey, I worked with this assistant once. Of course, that next office, maybe they're against that. Maybe they're going to hate that idea. Maybe they hate me, whatever it is. But it's those little things that you're, you're sharing. And that's what this group is. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, I couldn't love it more. And we thank you, John, for, um, you know, just bringing us all together. It's such a, 
it's such an amazing thing to be a part of. And I'm so glad that you guys brought me in your inner circle because I tell you what, it's one of the most rewarding things that I've gotten to be a part of. So I really appreciate it. Speaking oh. of the worldwide group, you know, since this is hump day, we have to cover a couple humps. So I've got one out of the worldwide group and I thought maybe I could bend your ear and get a little bit of, uh, of your knowledge or maybe uh, some advice to go towards this uh, poster's way. <clears throat> okay, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, ready. So my office needs some help. I am the lead assistant and I have one other chair side girl. We are having an issue with treatment plans coming from other assistants. She's been reprimanded twice just this week, but it didn't change anything. She's having some patients treatment changed while in the chair and not giving them updated pricing. For example, we had a guy scheduled for a buildup and crown. This crown tooth turned into a root canal. The doc, they, doctor and assistant, told him they were doing a root canal, but never told the patient of the price change. It was extremely, the patient was extremely upset when the girls up front were checking him out. Another patient was scheduled for a deep MO fill with the possibility of a stainless steel crown. The patient was eight years old. Nobody knew that it turned into a stainless steel crown because she didn't state that to the patient's mom. That patient didn't have insurance and had to pay out of pocket. The possibility of a stainless steel crown wasn't even on the treatment plan printed. Mom only thought it was going to be a filling. How do we fix this issue with the aforementioned assistant? So this is, this is one of those tall, uh, we, we hear it all the time in assisting, uh, you know, where the, the, the patients aren't quoted properly or at least given an estimate when treatment changes in the middle of treatment. So what would you tell this assistant? How would you tell her to approach the other assistant about actually performing updated treatment plans mid-procedure? So I feel like you picked a good one here because I actually read this post. And obviously, I'm torn when it comes to posts like this because I'll always side with the assistant because I don't, I would never tell an assistant, Hey, don't tell somebody, Hey, that's not my job. I hate that when people say it and I will never tell an assistant to say that. But I feel like this is one of those cases where it's a slippery slope because it's like you have people up front and you have a doctor that clearly knows what the protocol is, but I, I get it. The person that posted this is a rock star dental assistant. I get that. I get that this person said, this doctor's just used to working with me and I handle business. That's great. But unfortunately, your other assistant might not be a rock star yet. And your dentist needs to realize that because I feel like it's happened a couple of times, but this other assistant seems to be intimidated and doesn't want to speak up to this dentist. So this might actually be a two-part conversation with the dentist and the assistant at the same time to say, hey, this has happened a couple times when you two work together. I don't feel like this is necessarily an assistant problem. I feel like this doctor works fast. Yes, he's used to having a rock star assistant, but he needs to communicate with this new assistant to get that assistant to that level. Obviously, they've told this other assistant a few times, and that's an issue, but is this other assistant such a rock star that they, they're 
trying to rewrite the rule book based on that? Or is this expected of all assistants? Like that's what you have to ask yourself. If you hire this assistant and say, hey, we really don't talk money back here, you know, but, but yeah, they're saying, okay, well, she should be updating the treatment plan. You know, the whole thing's, the whole thing's a mess because now people go up front and unfortunately now you've caused a mess because now the patient's mad at the front, they're mad at the back. I mean, where does it end? You know, in no matter where, what office I've ever worked in, communication is always the biggest problem. It, it just is. So, you know, for me, I feel like it's sit them both down at the same time, talk to them. You know, if you just tell this assistant one thing and you never say anything to the dentist, who's that helping? Because this dentist is obviously intimidating in, in one sense. And this dentist obviously just keeps working without stopping to make sure that things have been properly taken care of. Right? Right. You know, what if, what if this was an extraction situation? and no paperwork was ever taken care of no consent was ever taken care of is that the assistant's fault too like where does it stop you know the dentist has to at this point has to assume some liability and you know nobody wants to talk money in the back either a you take a time out and bring somebody from the front back there you know which i've i've actually been known to do like in this case I would actually say I would step in and now granted I'm a little bit more brash than most of our assistants, but I'm going to step in, tell doc, Hey, we gotta, we gotta take a time out here. We gotta change this in the computer and this person needs to talk because first of all, you know, what if there's financing involved? Like you're just not going to assume that a patient's going to have eight or $900 on them. You, you just can't. But you know, this is, like I said, this is one thing that I'm passionate about as far as blaming an assistant. And I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly, I don't want to say care, but if a rock star dental assistant is asking, hey, what should I do about this other assistant? I feel like you need to, you know, take a time out, have a huddle and talk about a game plan. And if the assistant, if you really feel like this is how we do things here and this is what everybody does, not necessarily one rock star dental assistant, then at that point you need to evaluate, hey, this assistant's just too intimidated by this and you know, we might have to go a different way, but yeah. to pin it on a dental assistant in, when it comes to finances, I, I just can never understand when people say that. Well, you know, I think it all comes down to a script. <coughs> Sorry. I think that the dentist needs to open up the conversation, stop the breaks. We're into pulp. Okay. Let's sit the patient up, take an IOC. This is what we have. These are your treatment options what would you like to do? They get verbal consent from the patient because they are well-informed. And that's when you go in the treatment plan and you redirect, say, okay, you know what? We got to do a root canal, this tooth. They print it out. And like in my office, our, our protocol is I have the admin come back and have them sign the new updated treatment plan before any further work is even started. <coughs> Sorry, I got a tickle. <laughs> But it works for us because, I mean, we do. We IOC, stop the breaks, sit the patient up. I want my patient to be well-informed so that I don't end up going to the front desk and then, like, that scenario, like you said, John, where the patient's mad at the front, they're mad at the back. Like, everybody needs to be as informed as possible. And it is up to the dentist. If, if, if the assistant isn't 
you know, taking the bull by the horns. It's up to them to open up that communication line saying, okay, this is where we're at. Nothing happens from here on out without your consent. Yeah. I mean, if you have an assistant or uh, let's say you have a dentist that is an associate and said associate is making so much money off collections, like wouldn't you want to make sure that everything is in line to, you know, get paid and to do things properly? That's what I don't understand. Like, you know, and then <laughs> you're just going to rely on this, uh, you know, oh, well, my other assistant normally does it. Well, that other assistant has probably 10 years experience to one year experience. Yeah, you know, and, know from what I, and from what I recall, <laughs> what I recall from this conversation too, uh, Rockstar Dental Assistant is not in the office all the time because they bounce between offices. So it's not even like, this other assistant is soaking up all that knowledge every day. Yeah. That exposure yeah. therapy almost where they, you know, lead by example kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. And I guess final advice, John would be have a meeting with your doctor and the other assistant and say, you know what, we can't let this happen again. We need to come up with scripts and a protocol um, and in delegate. Cause it's not fair to the patient. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to the dentist. I mean, everybody gets a short end of the stick when, when there's no communication with the patient on finances. Right. Right. I mean, that's all you just, you need a consistent office script. You can't rely on, Hey, somebody's a complete rock star and they run with it all the time. You, that in, in what world does that work? You know, like for our office, we always had a script. We dealt with, with um, Halcyon all the time, like full mouth extractions. And it was the biggest headache because I would tell people repeatedly, like, hey, the second the patient comes in for initial impressions, do the paperwork because you know what happens? Now the patient shows up the day of the surgery and they have Halcyon in their system already. We can't do anything. And I felt like, okay, if that doctor was working with me, he knew it was taken care of, but it wasn't like I was doing that on my own. Like that was the office protocol. If another assistant messed that up, that was because the assistant didn't follow the protocol. That wasn't because that assistant wasn't a rock star. So yeah. I, I, I actually feel like that, that this kind of falls into that same, that same window because if you have a pro, like I know the protocol, okay, patient's coming in, gonna do impressions, gonna do all this paperwork, make sure everything's correct, gonna set them up at the post op, gonna give them the instructions, talk about everything, because obviously they're gonna come in looped out of their mind and not know anything, so I can't get them to do the paperwork. So in that sense, like, wouldn't you just want everything to run smooth and have everybody on the same page? we've all worked with those dentists before who are too fast. You know, they're too fast. They don't know how to slow down. Like, unfortunately you got to have some accountability say, Hey, good news. You just did a root canal for free. Yep. You know, cause I guarantee you tell them that one time, guess what? You're going to be taking some time out. Yeah. The pocketbook speaks to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if that guy's getting 30% of collections and all of a sudden you tell him, Hey, good news. You just did a free endo for the office. Um, you know, we, we're writing off six and you're eating three. Uh, chances are he's probably going to ask the next time he, he goes into the pulp, he's going to say, okay, we need to stop. 
and you know, assistant so-and-so, can you uh, please update the treatment plan and discuss that with this patient? I guarantee money talks. Yeah, you know, it's like anything in life. Like when I go get my oil changed, um, they always show me my air filter, talk about whatever gaskets and I don't, I'm not a mechanic, but they, they always give me all the information and, and they have a checklist and they're like, here, here, and here, you look good here, here, here. What would you like? They give me choice. As a, as a consumer, I want choice. I would love to know what's wrong and what's right, but I also, everything has a price and sometimes you have to compromise in certain places, even if it's, even in healthcare. Like we always, you know, depending on where, where our finances are, like Sometimes we have to say, okay, you know what, let's do an IRM or some life in there and see if when it blows up, maybe I'll have a little bit more money put aside. And everybody's different. So you can't just assume, like you said, that they have 900 bucks in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd hate to be the guy that we're here comparing cars to mouths, but in, in some places, it, unfortunately, it's that simple. You know, you have to, you have to keep it simple. You, you can't, we can't sit here and harp on this and overanalyze on it. Basically, everybody responds differently. I don't know how you've talked to this assistant a few times now, but obviously they're not getting it in a sense of they don't want to speak up. So <laughs> I don't know. You ever been to, um, <laughs> you ever been to one of those Brazilian steakhouses or like a bubble gum shrimp? You know, they have a, uh, they have a thing on the table and it essentially, you flip it. it. It's like a red and green, red light, you know, green light. And you just kind of flip it whenever you want the waiter to stops or, or, you know, so that way they're not constantly coming by. So as soon as the waiter sees that, I don't know if you have to get it to that extent, like, Hey, you got to hold up a red paddle and say, Hey, we, <laughs> we got to take a time out here because we got to, you know, unfortunately we got to talk about money, but you know, an office protocol is, is probably what I'd suggest in this situation, especially if, you know, Rockstar assistant isn't there all the time. And for whatever reason, the admin is not getting involved with this. That's what I'd suggest. I don't think berating another assistant is the key. Yep. We all started somewhere, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. you almost forget that sometimes when it seems like second nature and common sense after so many years of doing it. <clears throat> you almost forget that it's not the forefront of somebody else's mind because they're probably worried about that load. They just put in the mid mark, you know, like it's, it, I got another handpiece to turn over. Like their head could be in a totally different place. There's just, there's a lot of moving parts and, um, and I think compassion is the key in systems, compassion and systems. So one of my biggest screw ups was one time I filled out a lab slip I, I just started working with this doctor. Nobody told me it was, it was in a corporation. Nobody told me anything about this doctor. Uh, it just so happened. We, uh, this guy used to do, um, impression bite. We go from bite straight to finish on partials. Never did a try. Okay. So I had this, this, part, this partial, I, I write, you know, fabricate partial and, um, it comes back and it was a, a framework and um, metal frame. And the guy freaks out because he only did Valplast. Nobody ever told me. He started screaming at me about how, you know, I was going to pay the lab fees if this was a problem. And lo and behold, the patient come in. So here I am scared to death. I think I'm making like six fifty an hour at the time. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to pay this, you know, <laughs> this $300 lab bill? 
and uh, patient comes in and they were perfectly fine. They were like, you know, okay, I don't care. But, you know, that was one of those cases. I always think about that because I'm like, wow, that, you know, when I read these stories about like, oh, somebody broke this, this instrument or whatever. And, you know, what am I going to do? My office wants to bill me. And, you know, I always think about that one mess up I had. And, you know, it goes back to communication. Like the dentist didn't tell me, like, why was that my fault? Like I filled out the lap slip, the dentist just kind of takes off and it's my fault. Yep. It happens. <laughs> yeah. It happens it to happens. all of us at some stage. And, you know, this is what, like, I like to tell people, I'm like, you know what? The good thing about having mistakes is that you get to learn from them. You know, you can knock it out earlier than later. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. and it, it gives you a different perspective. Like, I, I think just being transparent, especially in the worldwide group. I mean, that's what I love about that. Nobody feels judged. So they're, they're able to be transparent. And, and I think that in, in, in turn makes people a little bit more um, able to communicate because you know what, you're, I'm not going to judge you. It's happened to me or it didn't happen to me, but I could see how it did happen. Here's what I would do. Here's what I did. Here's what I wouldn't do. Like that's, that's the stuff. I really think that's what makes, um, you know, growing as a dental assistant in this technology error <laughs> just so amazing yep you you couldn't have said any better it's uh you're absolutely right i feel like everybody lifting each other up and obviously offering those words of encouragement and advice is what's key okay you had a bad day you didn't kill anybody you know people are still alive you know, tomorrow's another day. Like there's no reason to, you know, belittle and berate someone. It was, it was an honest mistake, you know, just fix it, fix the protocol and move on. Yep. And if you're one of the posters in the group, that's brave enough to post, whether it's an insecurity of yours or a mistake you did, anything like that, you guys, that's rock star. Okay. Because to, to be transparent and, and to not be shy and to literally put it all out on the table, that's how you grow. It's one thing to make a mistake and then not try to rectify it or try to even acknowledge that you did something wrong and you're in la-la land. But it's a totally different animal when you find a group of people who you know are going to help you. You put it all on the table and you say, you know what? I screwed up. What could I have done differently? What would you guys do? it's a totally different outcome for your career growth. Yeah. And even if you're not ready to own up to that personally, you know, the great thing about the group is we do offer anonymous posting. So message any one of the five admin team members, Hey, can you post on my behalf anonymously and write down exactly what you want posted and we'll put it up there. We'll put it up there and then, now you can see your scenario and it's broken down. People are answering it. You know, it, it might be what you need. It might, <laughs> it might not be what you need, but at least you're going to get some answers, you know, and that's, what's great. I know a lot of groups don't offer that because you know why they, they don't have the manpower to handle something like that. Yeah. No, I love it when I get uh, members that ask me to post it honestly. I feel I feel like, okay, wow, like you're reaching out. This is a big deal. Like, and it's usually always really good stuff that at some point 
in the stage in the game throughout the group, I guarantee they're not going to ask admin to post for them. They're going to, they're going to realize the benefit of being transparent and want to do it themselves. You know, like, Hey, you got, let's keep it real. Just like John last week I went live and I talked about uh, procedure PTSD, which I think is a real thing um, because I can't be the only one that's gone through it. And by sharing my story, I know that other assistants that have gone through situations like I did, like I did, they resonate with them. And, and if to see just words of encouragement that somebody's getting over something, that means that maybe that just gives them a little bit more motivation to get it, you know, get over whatever it was that they had PTSD over themselves. Well, Rhonda, with the posting, I'm not necessarily sure that some people are, are worried about being judged. It is more so they might be worried about what if this gets back to my office? What if this gets back to someone I work with? So when it comes to anonymous posting, maybe that's in the back of some people's minds because we've seen other groups where, you know, people have, you know, suffered, unfortunately, some ramifications based on their post. So, you know, the one piece of advice I would give anyone is don't list your employer on your Facebook page. Like, what is that really doing? You want to list that you're a dental assistant. That's great. But is someone really seeing your Facebook page and, and they're friends with you or they're friend of a friend and are going to say, Hey, I'm going to go check out this dental office. What are the odds that you're drumming up business for this dentist? If anything, you're more in the chance of hurting yourself because you know, you're going to share something that maybe something, you know, someone doesn't like, or you're going to post something, you know, whatever it is, we all have thoughts, we all have values. And unfortunately, not everybody shares those values. And there's some very destructive people out there. Don't go listing your employers. It, it, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. Because, you know, the things that I read on social media, you know, I had all my stuff up. I, I was so proud of everything. And then I was like, oh boy, like, you know, for example, I was in like a basketball chat group and arguing about who's a better player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. And I got private messages of people like threatening to kick my ass because I said that LeBron James was better than Michael Jordan. Like some of these people are just not mentally stable. They're not. So it is not worth putting yourself out there and you go and share or post something and the next thing you know the next day you come to work and you don't have a job because your your office has something printed off that you posted it is not worth it so with that being said if that is kind of your logic for anonymous posting take off your employer and post away okay but if you're one of these people you don't want to be judged you know, you're afraid of what people in the group are going to say. Okay. At that point, feel free to message us. Like we'll gladly help out. But if you feel like, Hey, I want to own this problem, but I'm worried about my work finding out, you know, just start cutting ties with that kind of stuff on your social media. So people can't track you down. I like it. Two it different just, avenues to utilize the anonymous posting. I do. Exactly. I, I completely see the benefit to both. Um, and uh, I love that it's an option.
I really do. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I want to try and touch base on as much as possible because, you know, there's so many people that get in trouble for absolutely nothing. If I was an office manager, like I would want somebody who's strong and opinionated and okay, maybe they said something bad about me, but I would be more pissed off that they were in a private group and that somebody snitched on them. If somebody sent me a message, I would go out of my way more so to sell out that assistant than penalize my own assistant. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because that says a lot about their character. Exactly. Yeah. If they're going to do that to another assistant, what are they going to do working for these other practices? If they could do it for an assistant, they could probably do it for a doctor. If they could do yep. it for a doctor, they could probably do it for an office manager. Yep. Yeah. So why stop there? So, you know, if, if you're that type of person that wants to, you know, just cause destruction and harm to a complete stranger, you know, unfortunately, I know they're in every group, but I feel like we do a good job of, of getting people into our group who want to be in our group, not just cause a bunch of problems. And guess what? If we see someone causing problems, <laughs> this is a democracy and we have five admin. So we go to a vote. So if we feel like, hey, this person's a rabble rouser and this person's causing problems and we feel like this person is, is you know, we've seen that the playbook of this person in another group, you know, this is kind of how they escalate. Like we just, we've been involved with so many groups. We have so much experience with it that we just take it to a vote. So, you know, but not to get off track, anonymous posting, it is available. <laughs> it's available. And we'll have you back on John. Cause this is, it's a, it's an ever evolving social platform that, you know, especially with our listeners, you know, if you're going out of your way to listen to a, a podcast for dental assistants by dental assistants, you're probably not that guy who's going in and, you know, being mean to other people. You're that one who is out there promoting growth and giving positive feedback and encouragement. We know you guys are rock stars, uh, but we also know that you've interacted with these people that John is talking about at some stage over the last couple of years where social media has been a part of our career. Yeah. Don't let these people get to you. You know, I remember in the beginning, I used to get so fired up over it and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, people just like to get a rise out of people. I don't understand it. Rhonda doesn't understand it, but it happens. You know, we have enough going on with our day to worry about coming home and trying to make a post about what happened. And then, you know, this is going to end up in my doctor, you know, in my office's lap, you know. So, you know, like I said, if you want to feel completely safe from everything, feel free to hit us up with anonymous posting. Uh, if you want to put yourself out there a little bit, feel free to post. But word of caution, take your uh, employers off. There unless, you go. You know, you, you don't, unless you don't care about getting fired, then knock yourself out. <laughs> well, how about ask about stuff that makes you better? And, and, you know, it can be, you know, and all you'd have to say is, um, you know, coming from a friend, that's, it, it's just one little line in there, you know, yeah. I, isn't that like the thing, you know, uh, coming from a friend or I'm sure I, there's a catchy phrase to it. Am I close? Uh, asking for a friend. That's the one. 
Yeah. Asking <laughs> for a friend. A do not do friend. not put and go. Okay. Please. <laughs> please, please do not put some stupid post and go. Okay, we get it. We know how it works. All right. We'll comment when you're done. <laughs> Oh, it's so, it's so unique and, and different. Uh, you know, I never imagined, um, that I would, you know, ever find a community of people just like me that had so much in common with me that I could actually feel comfortable with going to, with looking for advice. And I, I really like that about our group in particular. And I know, like I said, there's, there's more groups on, on the book of face but I, I'm very partial to this one because um, I like every, every moral that you carry. I really do. Yeah. And another great thing that, you know, some people in our group realize and some don't is this month we're, we're actually going to be connecting some of those people. Right, Rhonda? Right. Yep. And where are we going to be connecting those people at? So it's this little thing called the dance, which is actually an acronym for the Dental Assistant National Conference for Excellence. That's my Oprah voice. Uh, yes. So we, we've literally, we're using this as a tool to connect people, not just in, you know, and we'd like to go around the world, but we can only do that digitally so far, but in person we can do us and Canada and uh, giving these people a chance to look face to face. Oh my gosh, your post helped me when just like going back to that whole, I got brown spots on my tray holder in the midmark. I, my, my trays have never looked better. Thank you. Like actually putting faces to, to type. I love that aspect of it and learning together. You know, the whole idea, like there's never been anything for just dental assistance that's vetted and it's, and it's appropriate to actually help us have career growth and be better. The minute we walk back into our practice and get to surround yourself with like-minded people so much so that you're all at a, the same conference. <laughs> yeah. All under one beautiful roof. It's pretty cool. So. It's exciting. And you know, it's because of groups like the dental assistant worldwide group that this is happening, that these balls are getting rolled and that all these people are uniting in in a way they've never done before. It's, it's absolutely magical. And, and it's, it's about darn time. <laughs> so, so it's October 17th through the 19th and we still have some space available. We do. We have, uh, we have floor space left for people that want to register and attend in person. And two weeks ago, they opened up the online virtual CE platform. So for like the assistants that can't make it, they can log into their Facebook. They have a, a live stream that's just for them that they can actually receive 16 CEs and interact with, you know, the audience and the speakers. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that sounds incredible. Why am I flying all the way there again? <laughs> well, we have to have someone represent the Dental Assistance Worldwide group. I mean, oh, everybody right. wants to meet you. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but... Like just to shake John Hatfield's hand and be like, dude, thank you for bringing us together. Mm. That's mm, worth it. I don't know about that. I, I, I read some of the stuff online. I, I don't have as much love as you think, but <laughs> I try and I try and, you know, give out positive energy and that's, that's what I'm all about. So hopefully if you can make it to Chicago, I, I'd love to see you. You know, if, if you're in the group, you know, certainly 
let us know how we've helped, how we can help. You know, we definitely don't think we're perfect. We're always open to ideas. So, you know, um, feel free to hit us up. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I got to do a live here pretty soon about how to get more monies. Uh, People want to know about how to do those self-assessments and prepare yourself for evaluation. So uh, I got to put that together here real soon. Well, you know, you're the guy for the job because it, it, like you've said, dentists talk in facts and figures and it comes down to knowing what needs to be heard. You know, it's one thing to say, I do great at this. I do great at that. I need specifics. How many custom impressions did you do? How many, you know, bleach trades did you make last month? Like having a running tally of how much you contribute to your office and, and the way that you describe it to people and give them systems and tools so that they can figure out if they are really a candidate to go ask for a raise. Like what more are you bringing into the practice that's above and beyond your job description? Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks they're worth more money, but when you actually put it on paper, you might be embarrassed (laughs) to ask for more money. You know, nine times out of 10 though, once you actually do your self-assessment, you're going to realize that you're underpaid and that you're worth more. But you know, unfortunately, there are some assistants who are perfectly fine with coasting. And those people are like, hey, I want to raise, I deserve more money. But once you start writing it down, you're going to know before you even walk in there what you're worth, because you're going to put all that pen to paper and you're going to read it and you're going to say, oh, yeah, I would definitely pay this assistant two or three dollars more an hour because this is what this assistant does for my practice. And this assistant helps me uh, make this much more money a month. And this assistant saves me this much money on ordering. So all those things. Yep. And more. Stay tuned. And that's something we've had no CE or no one to reach out to before you, John. I've never had anyone even present that option to me to help me understand what my value was as a dental employee. Well, soon enough here, I'll, uh, I'll certainly get that together and I will post an event in the group so we can uh, go over that. There you go. There you go. Nail in the head again, John. Well, thank you so much for being with us on this fabulous hump day. And uh, we miss you, Jules, but we really, really appreciate John coming on the show. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to see you at the dance because I get to meet you in person at the dance. That's right. That's right. I can't wait. I'm really excited to uh, finally meet a lot of these people that I've been talking to and, uh, you know, get some pictures. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. A good brain time and connection time. So thank you guys. Have a fabulous hump day. Thank you, John. Thank you, Rhonda. Have a great day. Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo!